0: Welcome to Weekly Open. I'm Brian. we got Luke and Don on the show. Before we get to them, though, I want to tell you about our partners at ftx go to weeklyopen.com ftx where you can make a trade today trade from any asset to any other asset in one swipe on the ftx app weeklyopen.com ftx there's no fees on the ftx app and you can also track your pol- portfolio and earn yield on the tokens that you keep in the ftx app go to weeklyopen.com ftx for that thanks for them for being our partners luke you're on top how you doing buddy
1: doing all right man um, you know it's crypto's crypto fun right now even if, even if the markets are a little bit slow it's uh, <laughs> endless stuff to uh, to w- either speculate on or watch people speculate on which is what I've been doing a lot of sure doing all right, though
0: uh, y'all we're just talking about the what's it which one the Irene Dow sorry I forgot the name for a second <laughs> uh, what's the what's the scoop man is that the is that the top 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 topic today? oh god well
1: i'll let don hit bitcoin and, and we'll cover uh we'll cover the coins but oh, i'm sure don't. we'll get ty down. okay we'll
0: get there don don how you doing buddy good good how are you i'm doing well i guess i i wanted to just jump straight to the fun stuff because bitcoin looks so boring uh yeah or <laughs> we're still hovering at the same like i pretend not to look at the resistance line <laughs> level um mm-hmm. are we gonna die or is this just a uh chop zone I mean, to me, it looks really bad. I'm not going
2: to lie. Um, I mean, this close, you can, you can argue that this is like a fake breakdown, whatever, but it's so far, it's just been like, it's been momentum to the downside and then resistance acting as a resistance, which I mean, this is like, if you want to make a case for like the head and shoulders, this is like the neckline thing. And we just kind of retested it from the underside. So like not too not too happy about that but in general like i mean if we get it over with i think if we get like a big move towards support which is 30k i think it's actually going to be a really nice buy so looking forward to that unless that happens i don't think there's anything to do really like either and this is like this is gonna sound like boring but that's just how the market is right now either you buy a momentum to the upside in my opinion which would be like 47k plus Or you just buy support which is 30k um like i don't see a reason why anyone would want to buy into like this retest um because even if we smash through that this week which i could see right like you put in a wick into resistance i could still see it end up being a red week and then next week to go down towards 30k so for me right now like bias on bitcoin has to be bearish um that doesn't mean that there's not nothing um fun to do in the market right like we started out <laughs> shortly with talking about like the our irene dow there's like in nft land there's a lot of activity in general and um, some old coins have been moving so it's just like it's i i don't think it makes much sense to be like overly focused on bitcoin other than uh, when you kind of expect it to break down right like um <laughs> Like, let's say you, it goes back to 40K, right? At that point, I think people get nervous. I think at that point, you're going to see like a move down uh, in interest uh, on your coins and probably also on, on NFTs because people are just scared that it's going to break down big time. Um, so like kind of watching that stuff makes sense to me in terms of like watching Bitcoin. But everything else is just like there's better stuff to do with your time. Like you don't need to like you don't need to trade bitcoin you don't need to like be obsessed about it it's just like you need to know okay where do people start stressing out and uh, that's where it will like um kind of get into the altcoin space as well um until that happens like at 42k i think we're still okay um but yeah you don't want to have people get nervous because then you get fucked in your altcoin positions that's kind of my view on this thing
0: yeah so it's just currently it's only affecting uh bitcoin itself is the point like look at that um i have to say man it it's it's dicey because it's um we've had that forty two and a half percent drawdown right (laughs) so you really if you're going to sustain uh a bull market if you're not going to be in the full-on bear that's really about as deep as it can go for Bitcoin. You know, like historically, we've not really had greater than 50% drawdowns that didn't indicate it was all over. Uh, So that's one of my big concerns that I'm watching. I do think there's a level around 39K uh, from that weekly that you could look at and say, that's kind of your scam wick down, people call it all over, and then it just taps that that support and, and pushes up and stays in the range. But yeah, I agree. Um, there's been so, there's still been so much opportunity in alt. I've been really surprised by that. Um, alts and NFTs like are going really fast. like. There's NFTs just haven't slowed down. Um, so yeah, people currently are taking advantage of that boringness. Um, I have noticed some stuff though has been like quite laggy. I would talked about how I was long Solana. Um, I had to close it just because like I didn't want to go into the negative. So I basically sold. <laughs> Uh, at break even after holding it for several days, which was annoying because you're like in partial profit. But what I found interesting is that while you're seeing strength in some alts, like it's not across the board, and that's not—I don't think that's a bad thing. Like I, I did this because this was the trade that was working when there was momentum before, uh, and it showed that it wasn't working now. Like it was lagging whatever's hot today. You know, Adam and uh, whatever else is is kind of the layer one to near. Um, And I I found it interesting that we're we're seeing some real differences between like whatever alt that you're looking at. Are y'all paying attention to that correlated L1 trade? Luke, I know you often like to put up the comparison charts. Oh, yeah,
1: definitely, man. That's all I've been trading. Before I touch that, though, I'm I'm actually curious. Um, uh, Keyboard Monkey actually proposed a, a pretty interesting thought experiment last week on Twitter, and he said, you know, I used to track Bitcoin and ETH all the time and try to, you know, anticipate if they were going to move up or down and that gave my you know, overarching view of of crypto and then i'd make plays based on that and he said you know i don't really care now if bitcoin i don't care what they do he's like it literally doesn't matter to me to the games i'm playing and kobe obviously chimed in it was, it was a funny meme after that but i'm curious with you two like when's the last time you actually placed a bitcoin trade like is anyone trading this
2: Not really no no Like the thing is like, I, I, for me, basically what, like, I've been, I've been trading like a tiny, tiny bit with small sizes into like the 40 K move. So it's like not that long, long ago, but that was tiny size. And was just because I was bored basically like serious trading ever since basically we broke 60 K, uh, nothing. Because I don't think there's much to do. Like you can buy in the middle of the range, you can trade it on the five minute time frame or whatever. But like finding a setup on a chart like this is almost impossible. Um yep. and then you have other coins, and especially for me, the NFTs that have just kind of caught my interest and fun. Um that I think my time is better spent. So like if I'm bored, sometimes I like punt a
0: little bit but nothing major the scary part about that is it it kind of hints at a potential liquidity vacuum right um if all that your current trades are in nfts or l1s or whatever else um if Bitcoin kind of does something and and demands liquidity one way or the other capitulatory or or upward velocity um it sucks the liquidity out of those other trades meaning that the the reflexivity will be high right
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: so that's scary <laughs> yeah. but the thing is like make money for weeks and then lose it in like two days
2: <laughs> but we've been like the, the everyone feels that way but it's not really been happening right we've yep. been like sitting in this range and every time like yeah when bitcoin dumps like 50 percent Uh, in like two weeks, then it has like, uh, then it has an impact uh, on the altcoins. But every time that has happened, it's kind of reversed relatively quickly. So while yeah, I think that is going to come at some point that Bitcoin just like drags, drags everything uh, one way or the other. Uh, I don't think it makes much sense to assume that's going to happen or like trade with that in mind constantly because it's like a th- it's like a trend where uh it's not been happening so it doesn't really make much sense to just be there, assume trend reversal until it actually happens so like let's say bitcoin goes to 47 48k um and all coins cannot keep up that would be for me like a, sh- a show of trend reversal um or the same like bitcoin dumps to 30k and the all coins don't um don't actually Uh, actually go down and stay down or whatever like at that point I would assume okay that trend of the Orquins just doing their thing has changed but until it does until it does that I don't really see the point too much I guess because there's too much money that you're leaving on the ground just being being
0: too cautious I feel like
1: yep Um, all right I was just curious how how to get uh, everyone's opinion there
0: yeah I think that's fair Uh, can I highlight something that I've been watching and today doesn't make it look any better um which is the BTC trade and i wonder if this is indicative of kind of how the trade shapes up elsewhere um it's uh it it, it's lost momentum you could say that um Mm -hmm. it may be losing the breakout altogether Um, Mm -hmm. and the the move up and that this current daily is so perfectly on a level that it makes me uh, personally a bit worried for that trade. Um, Especially when it had such a strong breakout, like this is a really deep retrace. Um, At what point do you worry about ETH relative to to Bitcoin and what that might mean for other like large majors relative to Bitcoin? Do you want to answer that, Luke?
1: What'd you say, Don?
2: Do you want to answer that?
1: Yeah, I I mean, God, this sounds bad to say but I've, all, I've i've almost treated eth just like i've traded bitcoin in that sense of like i just haven't found it as interesting to trade i wish it was um but you know ever since quarter three quarter four last year when the trade was solana avax luna i think now the trade is so quickly migrated uh at least for me i'm focused on phantom i know some other people like near um it's just like you know if, if ETH's going up i imagine those are going to go up more um when ETH drops those things drop less um, I'm already quite worried about these That's why I don't really find it interesting anymore. I don't know.
2: Mm-hmm. It's, for me, it's the same thing. Um, I have a bunch of ETH basically tied up in NFTs, um, yeah. and that's the only reason why I hold ETH still. But <laughs> like, which is hilarious coming from me because like I I really don't like I don't give a shit about NFTs. It's just the best trade available right now. So it's like, fundamentally wise, I'm not I'm not the biggest uh, NFT fan. I think there's a bunch of cool stuff coming, which could change my mind on that front. But I think it's been the best place to trade. And I don't want to be getting too much into NFTs that are on other chains. So ETH is just the yeah. best, best choice. But yeah, looking at this chart, the EPTC chart, that has me worried. I think there's a good chance that I'll actually lose dollar value on, on ETHUSD. It's just, I'm willing to take that risk because I think the NFT market has a little bit more room to go. But if it was just like an ETH position, if it was just me holding ETH USD would have sold a while ago. And ETH BTC is in the same boat. Like it's, I think we've actually basically lost the breakout. It's the same setup that we've had on Bitcoin, right? We break out, you can just compare this really easy. And I've said the same thing with ETH USD it was like it it cannot be this easy right and then it was and then you just well I just missed it so let me let me quickly draw this up so you have like your breakout and then you fall back down and you bleed out and it, it looks
0: like it has a decent amount of downside based on that setup like that same type of trade
2: yeah, and it's the same thing that happened on ETH usd right? Where we we all saw this and everyone was just like, okay, this cannot be this easy or like some people probably took some profit. I just put my ETH in NFTs to dodge it, which actually worked, which is a joke. Um, but yeah, look at this. Like, it, It's the same setup that we've had on Bitcoin, um, followed on ETHUSD, and it's now coming into uh, the EPTC pair, which, I mean, if you're not worried, if you're holding ETH, you're more diamond handed than I am because I I'm worried that I'm going to lose a bunch of USD value because the Bitcoin and the ETH, I like the ETH BTC and the ETH USD pair. Don't look too hot to me.
0: Yep. Hey, makes sense. So where is the trade fellas? We just spent some time on where the trade isn't. And Irene Dow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Give us the spirit. No I, I have
2: none. this is this is nuts to me. Um there's probably a guy, by the way, for the people that are like, uh, no way curious. I think I think it's actually like a guy handling Twitter. I'm like, oh, I'd, I'd be very, very surprised if it was if it was her handling the Twitter. I'm pretty sure it's not her. If it's a guy or a girl, it doesn't really matter. Um, but I mean, it has called on it. It's hilarious because I mean, just look at this, this is just nuts like going from 0.2 all the way to like a two E floor so Logan Paul buying in. It's just ridiculous.
1: I think this was a, this was a free mint as well. Correct. Yes. Yes. So I, almost they're a thousand just making people. money
2: on the yeah. volume traded basically.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, this is fascinating. I remember um, even when it was like 0.5, I was like, all right, guys, this is crazy. I think I got up to, what, 4 ETH floor yesterday? Yes. Like 1,500 ETH traded. And at first, everyone was, you know, some people hate and they say, this is ridiculous. We shouldn't, you know, this isn't, this isn't uh, the way crypto should be going. But at its core, it's like, it's just really a new experiment of what do people want to pay for access for, Um it's it's absolutely bizarre I, th- I also thought like she made a killing off this but she's reiterated that all the profits are actually going to irene dow whatever that means um <laughs> yeah so, like, no one knows <laughs> the profits are it, the, be, being held by the sim community like i don't i don't really understand who's yeah. making a lot of money i do know that a lot of people probably lost a lot of money on this yesterday but it's, it's been fun to watch Oh, did it go back down
0: did
2: it, yeah oh, it, went it went to four up. East and then it went to like that's insane right four <laughs> e floor and then logan four paul east. bought the top or was it shake paul one of it the levels yeah logan and uh, then it went all the way back down to two years where
0: it's now um yeah i mean if people are complaining about this but they don't also complain about anything else in the like influencer economy or whatever then it's just uh cope and maybe worse um yeah so uh, do, do you I mean man, at its I core it's I, I, think it's one of the best ideas we've
2: had, not gonna lie. And like in the <laughs> NFT space, which is ridiculous to say, and sounds completely stupid. And I'm the last person that is gonna go online and simp anyone online, because that's just, just so stupid to me. But I think as like an investment thesis, if you're not looking into like the simp culture and in general, like ways to make money like that in what you're following, I think you're, you're missing, missing the plot because you can just see how that could go with like actors. You could have it with like Twitch streamers, the exact same thing. I could see that get massive because you see you see already like uh, with Twitch streamers, like the female Twitch streamers having like $1,000, $10,000 donations. Right. They might as well put that into an NFT. Um, I think there would be a lot of people that would actually be willing to. You've also given that you can just sell it at some point it's not like you're giving a donation then it's gone you actually have the nft whether it's actually worth something or not, doesn't really matter because you would have donated anyway right and i think there's a a huge market there that's going to be really really interesting to trade it's just it's going to be embarrassing (laughs) you're going to have to hide your wallets make sure no one knows what you hold it's kind of like ledger and and his fluffs
0: (laughs) hey
1: (laughs) (laughs) What's hilarious about it? Like, I want to. I have to say this at the beginning, so no one uh, thinks I'm giving advice to buy it. But um, it sparked so many funny conversations on Twitter yesterday. Of some people being upset about it, obviously some people loving it, like Logan Paul simping for 200k. Uh, but there's three things driving it, right? It's like some people buy it because they think they can make money. I'm sure a lot of people made money yesterday uh, that minted it for free. And you have a second group of people that are buying it for access, which is no different than buying. A crypto punk or a crypto toad, and there was like some, uh, you know, OG NFT guys they are like, Why would you buy this? You know, it's some people buy those NFTs just to be in that Discord. Well, that's, and what I'm the, sure it, the
0: roadmaps are all about like access to stuff. Like that's, well, that's what it, I mean. And so this is like access secondary.
1: to, yeah, access to our picks or something. So slightly different access, but same kind of thing. Um, and then you know, the third part is, um, where was I even going with this access Ponzi Nomics? There was a third one, but I mean, b- b- people are basically buying this for the exact same reason they buy other NFTs. Like it's, I, you know, larger creators are going to come in and do this. And as Don, you just said, it's like Twitch streamers are already doing this. There are people that are willing for God knows why to just send money to people and hopefully be able to talk to them. And like the, people are going to continue to do this. Like this isn't going to stop. Uh, I think this is the first very small iteration. I think we see much, much, much bigger ones pop up.
0: BCO in the chat says it's Simp Dow season soon. Uh, and I think you're totally right. Like they'll just Mm -hmm. be like varying levels of celebrity that does this. I actually think this is something that we've talked about for, uh, with flip for a while that NFTs as tickets as access is a really wonderful use case for them. Uh, if this was for music, people would have no qualms whatsoever, right? Like you buy an album as an NFT and Uh, You're being rewarded by paying for that album by having additional access, VIP access to maybe concert tickets or discounts, special seating, special swag, special like forum or interviews or anything like that. No one would complain whatsoever. And you're able to directly help the artist monetize for that access, for that uh, inclusivity uh, to their sphere much better than they can monetize like with one play on Spotify or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, think it makes a ton of sense. It's much more, uh, it's much less of a middleman situation, much better access. And, you know, naturally, um, uh, you know, <laughs> someone selling access to their pictures is like the first way that, that, that is kind of seen out.
1: And plus like, you know, if, if you buy something, you contribute to an artist you like, or even, a uh, you know, only fans or, a. uh, a- you know, you simp to someone that you like instead of just like sending money to them. And I'm not, once again, I'm not saying this is a good investment idea, but at least with this, you're buying it. And then there's a chance you make money. Like, I mean, obviously I think more times than not you'll lose money, but at the end of your simp fest, I mean, you can at least regain some of your capital. So it's like, yeah, you know, other than just buy whatever, buy a meet and greet pass. It's like, well, you can kind of buy a meet and greet pass that then you can sell to someone else who also might want that meet and greet pass. Um, so Uh, yeah, man, this is, this is going to be pretty big.
2: Mm -hmm. So I'm so looking forward to how, how this is going to play out. Mm -hmm. I legitimately want to like put like a decent portfolio together where if more people do this that I actually like think that have like a shot at doing it successfully, I definitely invest in, in some of them, which is hilarious because it's like, like I said, it's gonna be embarrassing, but I, I'm gonna embrace it all of it.
0: One, one element of what you said there, Luke, that I wanna reiterate is today people think about NFTs as I need a positive ROI versus I need a positive benefit uh, where the benefit is the ROI, not the dollar ROI and i think the future of nfts is actually gonna can can the roi can be an experience just as well as it can be in monetary value sometimes it's both sometimes it's a trade worth having right like you spend a thousand dollars on on an access ticket and you go to a concert and you get swag and you get access to an artist your roi is a positive experience roi that's still like plus ev versus what you paid for it It doesn't necessarily the future of nfts is not necessarily going to be that i demand the dollar value of the nft to go up that it's not a it's not necessarily a dollar investable thing it is simply a uh an access ticket a receipt um a, a piece of authenticity that you have a share of something a share of an experience a share of an investment a share of whatever and i think as people start to to realize that that's true um the, the price of things while there will be an open market will it'll be less important, like how profitable you are and more important about what, what do you gain right. from it?
1: But it's kind of, it's an added bonus where like there are going to be circumstances. If the artist gets bigger, if more people like it, if the community, since they're getting so much access, they're getting so much value from whatever their you know, this new utility is they're incentivized to share it. So like if that is all successful, then as a side effect, the price might go up. Um, but the core reason someone buys it wouldn't necessarily be, you know, some degen in his basement saying, I'm going to ape into this for 15 K. Hopefully I can sell it for 2 million. It's like that. Should, there's going to be less of that. That's natural, but, uh, but it might still happen in some cases.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. We've talked, what, what, what are we missing? What's the, Luke, can you, oh. can you give us what go ahead? Yeah, I was going
1: to yeah, say, gonna say uh, for people that aren't trading the Irene Dow, um, yeah. the fungible trade, That's where I was. if you want to see how it's playing out so far for 2022, uh, bear with me, a lot of colors in this chart, blue is DeFi, uh, you have Bitcoin in white, and then you have the exciting trade in yellow, and that has been Phantom, One, Near, I'm not including Adam, it's lagged all of them, um, I know some people like Adam, I just haven't been tracking it. Uh, but I, I kind of, th- I remember we talked about this going into uh, 2022 of like, what's going to be the most exciting trade. I expected Luna, Solana and, and AVAX to slow down, uh, partially because they're just so big that they're plagued by the same thing that kind of slowed down DeFi of like people stop degenning into those. They're, they kind of get clogged up at the top 10 level. I didn't think it would happen this fast though. And, you know, obviously the new layer ones, I'm not sure how long this lasts, but that is the trade. Like if you're actively looking for fungible trades. Those are really the only things that when Bitcoin bounces 2%, these things do bounce 10, 20, or 30%. Um, so I like phantom a lot. I know some people like near. Um, I haven't spent too much in the actual ecosystem, but that's what people are looking at. And then obviously ADA popped today. I have ADA in green. I don't know who's buying that, but- It's um, very bearish to me. ADA's actually up. <laughs> but for people that are actively trading, looking for outperformance for the past two weeks, so far this year, it's been phantom one and near um i bet i'd expect that to probably last through quarter one it's, it's a proven playbook that it worked all last year i think uh, we'll see how long they can milk it this year but i'll ride it
0: Are you guys trading it I, at all I'm not, I'm not touching ada i have been in the one that you said was the least interesting of these which is adam um, <laughs> which is fine i don't i don't mind it as the less interesting one um i got into this at 37 with size uh and i i like the i like it's liquid like i don't have to chain chase and do all this stuff um the play on this for me is essentially to maintain um kind of the 36 to 38 congestion zone and consolidate and then if it breaks up play it to 50 or 60 first and then see what happens after that i just like it because it's a relatively straightforward trade it's a relatively liquid token um and i don't have to think about like all the other stuff i just i think this ecosystem has a lot of good narratives for 2022 so um of the ones that you mentioned that's the one that i'm paying the most attention to um i'm interested in kind of the phantom stuff with whatever uh danny and uh andre are doing yep but i uh i don't understand it as well Yeah, I'm basically at that point as
1: well. Whenever Andre and uh, even Kane, founder of Synthetix was kind of talking about, he's open to launching Synthetix and other platforms. And he's like, I'll just do whatever Andre says. I don't understand all the things they're talking about. I do know that they're uh, developing dApps that DGENs uh, are finding interesting. Um, Hoska or someone on my timeline linked a a pretty interesting thread looking at like the TVL to market cap of all the dApps on, on Phantom and that they're like basically priced the best versus Solana dApps always being kind of priced the worst. So similar to AVAX last year, that was kind of one of the reasons I got involved uh, with the AVAX ecosystem and long AVAX for so long. It was like, if the DeFi games there are the most attractive money's going to flow there. People are going to play the games. That's kind of what I think happens with phantom. But uh, honestly, ledger that Adam chart you just showed looks, that looks good. Like of the, of the, I might add Adam back on, I've just been ignoring it uh, because it's been lagging, but like they all look good, man. It's, it's hard to, you know, it's 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 the easiest game to be playing. It's like hard to be in a bad spot if you're buying any of those four right now because they're dropping the less. They have the best downside capture, and when they bounce, they bounce the most.
0: Yeah, I think uh, it's just one where if something pressures a level like this so many weeks in a row, um, those levels tend not to sustain, and you know there may be some pain in the middle. But like I said, like I don't, I don't mind just kind of holding it. I don't even mind it being sideways. <laughs> you know, like my risk profile this year, I don't really care about underperforming if I have a higher confidence setup, you know? So buying in the middle of a huge uptrend is harder for me than buying like a significant bullish consolidation. Um, right. And and the last two weeks, this has pressured this kind of 40, uh, 40 to 45 area. And it just looks like the type of thing that has a great potential to to break up to me. Um, and I think the, the multi- uh, like multi-chain ecosystem that uh they've been building for a long time is playing out quite nicely um with with secret and uh and several other things like in that same ecosystem and it's not dependent on like these individuals like andre incentivizing an entire chain to have high tvl to get their coin like and that's the that's the way they're dropping whatever their new project is with andre and 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 danny you can't even buy it you just get it because you're doing stuff on ftm uh projects and i think Mm -hmm. that the tvl that's on those projects is there because they want this token if that doesn't all play out just right what happens when it actually comes out is the downside of that trade that i don't want to be subject to um right so yeah
1: and that's also kind of why i'm just sticking with it's a little bit different than how I played AVAX, which was I aped into AVAX, and then it was like, you know, I expect money to flow here. Let me buy, you know, ten AVAX coins. Joe, Snowball, uh, Banky, all these ones. Joe is obviously one of the only true winners there. It's kind of the reason I'm approaching Phantom different is since the market's still like so 50/50 kind of with Bitcoin, and I don't really know how this Phantom ecosystem is going to play out. It's like a long Phantom. Uh, if the trade goes bad, I get out of Phantom. I don't want to be like in 10 yeah. fan, you know, 10 yeah. different phantom alts. <laughs> yeah. That's what I have scary. to kind of climb my way out of the wreckage and, and, and do it that way. So.
0: Right. Um, Don, are you playing any of these?
2: Um, I've been trying to get into Atom actually <laughs> for a while now. Um, it's actually been really, really hard to get like a, at least like a, a tiny dip on it. Even, um, I missed my breakout play because I was like just doing other stuff. Um, I can actually show this because I actually like to set up a lot as well. You shared this like a while ago, um, I think like three or four weeks. And I looked at the BTC chart and basically, uh, agreed with you. Like we had like a breakout here of a long, long range. So I think Atom is probably gonna continue to outperform Bitcoin. Uh, but yeah, I, I hope that would get like a, a shallow pullback and, thing at one so haven't done that yet but I I will if we get a big Bitcoin move which is not me saying okay I think we're going to get one that wipes every single setup out but if we get one that wipes these setups out I'm gonna pick them up so Atom is one of the ones that I want to be buying Wi-Fi is one of the ones that I want to be buying and then I want to look at uh pretty much the exact same list Luke said it's the Hisaka trade basically and uh, if we get like a, if the freak accident in bitcoin i think i could get nice entries on those but yeah if i don't i'll just have to stick with trading illiquid nft memes and hope it, the, the, the bad part about the nft trade is that like the moment the the volume goes away you're stuck right it's it's basically like praying to god that the the volume stays and if it goes you're just like it's way worse than coins but the upside is much much bigger as well so
0: i have not actually paid attention to this weekly chart relative to bitcoin but that looks amazing
2: yeah that's (laughs) why i've been trying to get in
0: it's like (laughs) uh what's the level on that weekly the prior weekly close the 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 prior high uh
2: which oh you mean like the the nine three six oh
0: okay so it's it's close to that like you could really enter here if you wanted to
2: yeah, yeah but like, look at bitcoin it's so tough yeah and i mean this could just be <laughs> me like this is completely what, missing the plot because i'm i've been saying like don't ignore all coin setups because you think bitcoin's going to down what is um, that,
0: what is that weekly close level because in my opinion that's going to be the the wick bottom no 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 on no, not that one not that one on back on bitcoin uh, yeah on bitcoin okay on bitcoin the uh let me see the the prior the last week's uh, opening and closing, just oh you mean candle- like no, these no, ones? The, yep, the one below it. That's going to be the wick bottom, in my mind. Looking at this, like this is the inter- intro week challenge, right? If this was the end of the week and that was the whole weekly, of course it looked terrible. But if your open is that top red line and your wick your wick on the bottom is the is the body uh, of the prior two weeklies. It doesn't look bad at all especially if it closes green whatsoever it looks very bottomy if anything that it defended that level so what's that 41 800 so i think if you're looking at this you can be a you can be a bitter at 41.8 and uh you have a relatively clean um out right yeah of, of uh, a little, technically of a lower lower low of some
2: sort my problem is that this could just be like the middle of uh, the move right so
0: basically do this yeah i'm just saying it's uh, when when you're when we're looking at a weekly candle on monday we only have a sample size yeah (laughs) yeah, you know (laughs) of one out of seven um and and so i think last week told us on a closing basis that it is basically okay to sit tight on bitcoin um and now we have markets closed and we're going to have a four day week in legacy markets. I'd like to talk about legacy. If y'all don't mind. And we see mm-hmm. like, how's this shape up? I think that it, where this candle goes is going to completely depend on what happens in legacy markets. Um, and yeah, that's my, that's my thoughts.
2: That I agree with actually, like if you, if you're bullish on the, the S and P and if you think it's going to bounce big time, might as well bid. And then you can buy the old coins as well, because the moment, s p bounces bitcoin's probably gonna bounce if it's gonna be interesting to see whether bitcoin bounces stronger or weaker because we've been basically on the weak side of of the trade uh the s p is down just barely if you look at this right it's down three percent bitcoin is down more than 40 or was down more than 40 now it's roughly 40. so we've been on the weak side of that trade um, but I still think, like you said, if the S and P bounces, Bitcoin's going to bounce and then if Bitcoin bounces big time and outperforms the S and P, I think there's a good chance that we actually get the momentum trade to the upside.
0: Yeah. So totally on board there. Apparently the options market is, uh, pricing in extremely low volatility. Um, and it, sometimes that can be indicative of, uh, the bottom being in as well. Um, so i don't know i just i I Don. i've been getting more and more convinced that the range trade that you've talked about is probably the path of 2022 because look mm-hmm. at this it's painful like we just talk about it every week <laughs> <You know>? like, <laughs> yep. are we gonna die are we gonna die are we gonna die and meanwhile you miss like 10 trades um 100
2: agree with you there it, it, and it's so hard to to not be the guy that Kind of thinks about it all the time with bitcoin looking like this you're like ah this could this could be it now it's gonna break down and then maybe it breaks down and comes back up again ranges and goes back down goes back up and you sit there hating your life um i think that's basically what we're gonna do
0: yeah um there, there there's lots of other things that i feel like we could talk about to showcase this but um i'm kind of i'm kind of excited in that I think this is a very difficult time to trade in because it's not everything does the same thing. Um, I also like that because it means that you get to, you get to like perform according to your merits. Like how good of a job did you do kind of discovering what's out there, discovering the the trade potential, discovering as Kobe's been calling it in his post, like the metagame, right? And if you can track the metagame, if you can successfully find where the action is in the market, then you can succeed even though the market as a whole is flat and i think that's fun um if you win <laughs> right yep. this is also this is also what's required for the thing that we've talked about for quite a while is like when do, when window funds kind of roll out of the bad stuff and into the better stuff and this is the way it does it right um, as those correlations kind of fall apart so uh, this gives us an opportunity for dollars to flow towards better assets theoretically um better value assets maybe is what i should say that's in the face of ada outperforming everything today but other than that <laughs> you know i think it's yeah like up as well oh man don quit crushing my dreams <laughs> yeah i
2: mean someone in the chat actually mentioned this i mean like up a tiny tiny bit um it's always funny because people always kind of comment Uh, at me when when something like like Litecoin or Dogecoin moves and then I look at the chart and it's this and it's like, has this even moved in the last two years? It's not really, right? Like, look at this. This is 880 days of pain. Imagine if we get this for Bitcoin. (laughs) That would be so bad. Um, But yeah, this is nothing. It's not moved whatsoever. Same with, I mean, Dogecoin in the last almost year hasn't moved as well on the on the higher time frames.
0: In the last year.
2: I mean not quite last year, but it's like 260 days now. Oh, you mean it, of...
0: it's moved, it's just moved down.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's the same with Litecoin, right? You look at this and <laughs> you look at the, the, the thing that I just showed, right? It it doesn't look like it's down much in the last two years. But if you if you just kind of take the top to the bottom, like this sixty percent down is a huge move it's just it's slow in doing it and uh, dogecoin a little bit faster obviously but yeah not much volatility <laughs> there is what i'm saying
0: yeah it, i think what i find interesting is we could have we could have the multi-year cycle and we could have it in the context of a lot of these things that deserve to bleed out still bleed out And maybe the way that happens is the multi-year cycle is a bunch of sideways on the majors. You know, like they maintain their relative value decently. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out, because a lot of smart people are saying, I don't think we're going to have another 80% down, like, bear market. And so I'm trying to figure out how does that happen, and you still have the cleansing of the market that's required.
2: Yeah.
1: I I think it's what you just described, like the cleansing is happening very slowly, like people that that continue to buy uh, any of these coins, that just go down five percent a week. Like that's brutal.
2: Totally agreed. I mean, look at Shiba, look at Doge. We've been we've been having like a bunch of coins move up quite big, and Shiba is down sixty seven percent from the top. Doge coin is down what like eighty percent, and uh, I don't think that's going to stop so yeah you can have like you can have a blue market in crypto and just have these coins not move and i think that's what kind of what you said with what you said earlier that it's a a market where it's difficult to trade and i actually like that a lot as well where you have money just rotate from one thing to the other and the trash kind of gets, gets left behind and i think we've already been doing that for almost a year and i think that's going to continue the entire year basically uh, the pain range for Bitcoin is going to be the pain range for a lot of people that bought trash. It's going to be the worst, and uh, I'm all for it, because we cannot have this. There's a ceiling on how high Ponzi's can go, and uh, at least the more obvious ones. And I think uh, Dogecoin and Shiba both hit that ceiling.
0: Uh, can we talk about the death of 3.3? Um, oh, yeah. Um. I mean this is probably more directly to what people are actually trading right (laughs) yeah uh at least the ct guys. everybody was in this trade up here like they were all talking about it and it has gone down only um and one of the top holders finally kind of locked their position if you sold, let's say you sold the complacency shoulder uh it is down 90 percent in usd terms i'm sure there's like it's probably doubled in the in the supply in that time because i'm not looking at total market cap here maybe i should can i get that uh olympus v2 market cap is that the best place to look at it no um but the uh there's a lot of pain going on here and uh a lot of people aren't happy so i'm i'm curious what y'all's what y'all's thoughts are was this inevitable um
1: I'm gonna sound like the biggest left uh, left curver here, but I honestly never focused on the the ohm stuff. I was like, yeah, that just looks like I don't know. I don't fully understand how this plays out, and I've now I've missed it all, and now I'm like kind of happy I've missed it all. So <laughs> this is like the <laughs> I was too dumb to figure it out, and I'm kind of glad. <laughs> not, yeah, not an ohm holder, never have been.
2: <laughs> it's kind of the same for me. It, it, it's how these things always go for me. Like. It's the same with, with DeFi when we had like the first big DeFi bear market where I didn't really get it until we were like deep in the bear market. So I'm going to look at look into Dome and see if it's actually something I want to be involved in uh, now that it's done a shitload. I wasn't really interesting, interested in it too much when I saw it everywhere because it just seemed like super complicated and there was other Wait, stuff so to neither,
0: do neither y'all did any of the the parentheses trades i don't know what we call I these
1: completely nope. avoided the only way that i was in those trades was by watching vcs add the little 3 3 or the little emoji emoji to their twitter that's <laughs> yep. it that's the only thing i
0: ever knew about it <laughs> so okay literally all right so i played some of these games uh got out i averaged my way out just played it the same way you kind of play nfts right you just yep. like work your way in work your way out you're never going to get the peak top whatever uh, so i was pretty happy with them but i was never the three i was the three one or whatever <laughs> you know like you stack and you sell your stake or whatever kind of take your basis out um so i was the one breaking the three three but the three three concept is that <laughs> you stake you stake and then you also hold your rewards and restake your rewards that's that's basically what it is it's like this decision tree grid and there's right there's nine blocks of what you can do um and Ledger, just just before you,
1: because uh, I'm very curious on how this broke down. I want you to explain why you think it broke down. The the reason that they named it three three was in reference to the Nash equilibrium, right? Of like that would be the best outcome for everyone. Yes, is if it, we all staked and we all kind of kept doing that with our, our rewards. You broke that, so did everyone else break it, or did the system like where there are a lot of three threeers? How did
0: it break? Well, three three is a myth. There's always someone breaking it. There's always someone like me right. who's willing to sell at least like the rewards, the rewards for a while, and then eventually the basis as well um and it breaks when too many people do that and then also what what these end up being is the, the clever the, the, the reason these are better than like just a, a straight Ponzi is because these actually have a basis where people have bonded real assets in order to earn the ohm um, and I'm just going to use ohm like there's there's uh, there were like 50 of these forks right um, and what made it beneficial is as people were bonding real assets, like let's say you bonded um, a liquidity pool pair. I don't know what everything, what all was in the liquidity for Ohm. Let's say you bonded Ohm ETH as liquidity. Okay. Now, you, now you have both Ohm and ETH that are going to the treasury balance of the protocol. So you create a net asset value that the protocol holds in assets. Sure. And then the protocol can make governance choices on what it wants to hold. Like Butterfly is holding like Convex and Curve and Ohm and stuff like that. Ohm, I don't know what all it holds. Like in Time holds like AVAX and, and Time and Mem, um, And so those assets essentially establish a net asset value. And then the total supply and the market cap combined, whatever, however you figure all that out, ends up telling you what's the multiplier of the current market cap relative to the net asset value of the assets that, that it holds. And when that multiplier is like four, five, six, seven times the uh, underlying assets in the treasury, it's a much dicier trade. So you need three, well, three. But it gets to a point where if, if it holds, let's say they convert all their stuff to ETH, they don't even hold their own token anymore, which makes it actually more sustainable, right? because then it's not as it's not reflexive to the token itself so now let's say ohm holds nothing but eth and usdc well if it has a billion dollars of those things then ohm should really trade at a billion dollar market cap to kind of account for that and it's trading either at a discount or a premium to that nav and i think they just got so far beyond that that they're just essentially mean reverting back to their net asset value from what people bonded I- Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's... all
1: makes sense. What doesn't make sense is why would it ever trade at a multiple? It seems like we've just created an index or we've like created a, a pseudo fund, call it a, call it a treasury, whatever we want to call it, a DAO. Uh, we have this pool of assets and then a token that represents those assets. So like why is it trading at a premium at all?
0: Uh, why these traded thus far at a premium? I can't tell you. Uh, why did GBTC ever traded a premium? Um,
1: well, that was because there was a, there's an operational, like, that was the only way for some people to get exposure. So they had to do it even if the price was wrong. It'd be like, you know, if if uh, uh, just in my city they stopped selling water where yeah. there's a very limited amount, I well, would buy water for it for an extra price. Like, for these people, it's like, if they were buying for exposure to what the treasury held, couldn't they just buy the treasury, like, or the treasury assets? Like, why were they buying because it's basically a very inefficient way to represent what they were holding
0: because it's crypto people were assigning value (laughs) assigning value to the protocol for things that were outside of the actual assets of the protocol like the potential of the protocol or whatever else i don't know i see um Mm -hmm. but i think what's interesting is what makes these not a true ponzi is you know literally in a ponzi if you have a bernie madoff in the background he was taking from the the underlying assets using them for himself so then when people go to redeem they're not there in this scenario it's public you know you're buying at a price that's four times the underlying assets i think they'll all resolve to one and then what premium exists is going to depend on what are the treasury managers doing with the assets are they able to earn yield on the assets and can that demand a premium or can those rewards go to the underlying stakers alternatively um this is something that wonderland is kind of getting into are they doing essentially private placements on behalf of the token holders on the behalf of the community so let's say you're you know joe blow you don't have access to deal flow but you own wonderland who is deploying some of their assets to essentially um funding and and getting a stake in protocols they're investing in that gives you upside as a wonderland holder that you would never have had before so you might own it at a premium in order to have that upside access to what they're doing with their treasury management or yield that they're earning uh through a, ver- a variety of strategies so that it ends up being like instead of whole, you know uh, investing in some hedge fund you're investing in frogs um, or you're investing in the ohm economy and that ends up depending on how is the, how are the treas- how's the treasury managed? Who's in control? How much do you trust them? What do you think the upside is? And that is quite interesting to me. Yep. Um, yep. the three, three thing was never interesting. It was just opportunistic. <laughs> does that make sense? In a
1: perfect world, in a perfect world, we could all be, what does uh, Carl Moon say? We could all be trillionaires in a perfect world. We're all three, threeers and trillionaires.
0: Yeah. So I, uh, i like it i I like several of these if they get to significant discounts especially but some i I might actually try to gain exposure again once they get to close around net asset value but if some of these go to a discount and i think that like they're not going to rug it or something i think they then become uh an interesting value because what you have is it's just the inverse of The same psychology that led to a massive premium leads to a potential discount. So you could have stuff trading at 50% of the treasury assets. And it's like, this is insane. Um, And it's essentially free money on the other side. It wouldn't be the first time in crypto. We've had that before. Dude, Galaxy uh, Novogratz's firm traded at like 30% of NAV. But nobody yeah. nobody believed in it because it was all zombie coins and altcoins that, you know, nobody wanted to touch in twenty nineteen. And so he bought back tons of stuff at twenty to thirty percent of the price of of nav. And then as things recovered, it became one of the best performing funds ever. Yep.
2: Yeah. I think that's where the trade is basically. That's like I don't really understand how it all works, but I just understood that it was trading a shitload above where it should and i could see a trade below and then it's the same as gpdc without all the headaches basically which i mean i'm down to take a trade on
0: yeah um darren lyle shared a hilarious uh three three nine to five meme if y'all haven't seen that um you should uh it's really good let me see if i can pull it into the where is it letter in uh,
1: in your recent up only to kind of cross pollinate podcasts here in your recent up only when you had Tetranut on there and he was explaining some of this he said um, he said, I'm not saying it's not a Ponzi he said I'm saying my Ponzi's better than BitBoy's Ponzi <laughs> <laughs> yes. I thought that was incredible
0: yeah well, oh shit that is good <laughs> they uh, they need to yes I I actually think I actually think there's promise in what these are I think the they can they can be structured product um vehicles for instance because the very idea of essentially writing a bond is a huge product right so what they do is when you bond let's say you bond uh, ethereum in order to earn discounted ohm then you're essentially writing a bond and if you have standard rates for writing bonds for various protocols like the underlying technology there is actually a huge market and then when you combine that with like how the treasury is managed and all this stuff and you figure out how can you onboard different you know bonding assets bonding mechanisms i actually think this is a really interesting ecosystem we're just like in the very alpha stages of it trying to figure it out because nobody doing this really understands finance but but there's some like really cool stuff involved and so i think people will throw the baby out with the bathwater and for, and not realize that there might actually be innovation here for crypto in the mm-hmm. longer term um but first you got to like bleed out all these people that bought when stuff was at like a 10x of of nav
1: makes sense makes sense
0: anyway that's all i got what else y'all got what are you looking forward to this week
2: don oof um uh, it's really tough, I feel like, with with uh, Bitcoin in the position that it's at and ETH in the position that it's at. Because I, I honestly think ETH isn't actually looking better than Bitcoin. It might actually look worse, even though it hasn't broken support yet. Uh, with both of them being like that, one having been the general... Uh, guiding light for crypto uh, as in like Bitcoin just kind of like Bitcoin goes up everything goes up Bitcoin goes down everything goes down that hasn't been as true lately but it's still like something to at least keep in mind somewhat and then with Eve having been the guiding light for all coins and that looking kind of hideous as well it's really really tough so for me I'm just playing the Ponzi's in the NFT space and hope that we get like a nice uh, nice leverage wipeout if ETH and Bitcoin break down, and then I'm going to buy uh, a little bit of Bitcoin, a little bit more of ETH, and then like some shit coins if that should happen. Uh, but I could see that take longer because uh, the market's just not really in the mood to move much. And then, yeah, like with the, with the setups in the altcoin world, some of them I've already missed and hoping to get in, uh, some of them. I just don't want to touch right now with everything being on the edge. So for me, there's not that much to do other than just trade NFTs around. See like what's in that ecosystem, basically, which is quite boring, but it is what it is. Luke, what's your plan?
1: That's fair. Um, uh, my plan is to, uh, is to continue staring at this phantom chart, wish it to, uh, to $4. I think that that does happen. I hope it happens this week. Obviously I felt a lot better about that, uh, yesterday when we were at like three 30, we're back at three this morning, but, um, I don't know, man, like, I, I don't think it matters 10% if you buy a
0: day. Volatility is just normal to us right now. Oh, it's amazing.
1: It's, um, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think it matters if you buy near phantom Adam or, or, um, anyone in that, in that little group or one. Um, but oh, right. you know, if, if you're actively trading, I think it has to be one of those. I personally like phantom the most and I kind of stick with one when I'm trading it. So,
0: I that's like what the, i'm watching man you know, i mean i like I don't know i think like it's chart luke and you're just you're just thinking win moon <laughs> i mean like a two percent move out of out of
1: bitcoin and these things pop like 20 or 30 percent. i'm not saying the chart's gonna look good it's just like sure you know it just it it goes up and, and until that stops until we stop seeing these things perform the best like why else should i stop you know doing it outside of that i'll just be watching people on twitter uh continue to simp that's that's been helping me pass the time
0: I actually think the Phantom and Atom chart are extremely similar, except yeah. Phantom technically had a breakout yesterday that Atom has not had yet. Uh, but it need, Phantom needs to recover it today, or it might be a leading indicator for what all these are going to do. Um, but yeah, I these, know. these do look it's quite a bit scary. similar. Um, I also saw on a relative basis, if you're just comparing it to TVL, that Phantom would have to like 6X to match Solana on like kind of a TVL ratio. So I think maybe that's a relative value that you could pay attention to as well yep. um yep. yeah i'm doing the same exact thing as you luke except i'm trying to manifest it for adam um all right Here <laughs> and we then go. I'm, I'm keeping an eye on my yield generating stuff my convexes and curves and whatever else is out there i'm uh i'm still fascinated absolutely fascinated by the looks rare stuff and essentially the token distribution mechanism that they have going on for stakers um i don't know if y'all paid attention to the airdrop um at one of my my public wallet i got about 2500 looks in the airdrop and i staked it and um since then it's earned 0.26 or so ethereum 0.28 ethereum and about 250 looks in yield and it's moved up to about four dollars a piece. So that's just with the free airdrop. And yeah. what I'm gonna see soon is basically you could completely de-risk your like your initial airdrop, if you will, like which you also got for free. And then you just start looking at this, and you have a free rolling bag earning fees. If this thing actually is competitive with OpenSea at some point, it's uh, it seems quite promising. And and the rewards are huge now. It's basically uh 10 million in eth per day that's been getting distributed to stakers and then some enormous that's number crazy. of looks as well so they're they're essentially sending the token out over the course of a month or two to all the people that are staking it and uh mm-hmm. yeah it's been kind of staggering especially when it's in eth itself it feels more real than getting like the pull two rewards if you will um fascinating yeah, I've actually I've been doing
2: the same thing um it's actually like I've been impressed with how much you get um, it's obviously not going to continue like that i think but if they can grab market share it's going to be a really good play if they cannot it's just gonna gonna be like going away it's just how it is but i think like it, it's so hard to get an infrastructure play in crypto going right and this seems to be one that has like excellent post ponzinomics which i mean i'm not opposed to i i like the play i i have like i haven't sold my airdrop either i uh, just been staking it.
0: Yeah. I it I did do, I, I've, I've said this on Twitter, but for our audience, as well, I did do the pre-sale. So like, I'm uh, happy if it goes up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like, honestly, that doesn't affect the way I analyze the um, ecosystem. I think the question is, can they properly buy market share through distributing this token out so quickly to all the people staking it? Uh, yeah. And, and who are the people who are either trading organically or wash trading I think there's both there's a lot more wash trading so like mebits bits are going trading like crazy on that platform uh because there's no fee to the uh to larva Labs
2: yeah. it's basically the same actually like the same mebit bit trading back and forth all the time
0: yeah um I don't think that's the only thing that's gonna that is trading or going to trade there though like you know I've been orchestrating some nft trades where. I'm perfectly happy to take the trade to looks rare so that you pay less fee, less less of a fee, and you earn in the token rewards at the end of the day. And I think, it has a chance to earn market share purely because it's a it's a cheaper place to trade and as long as it's yep. functional and they're they're also listening to nft traders i think that's interesting so if they can build the features if they can make it a better experience it can it's not going to like overtake OpenSea, but it can take market share from openc for sure so i'm interested in that um, yeah i'm rooting for it, it has
2: to do a lot of work though i've been using it and I've been trying to use it and I mean there's a lot of features that it needs to have that it doesn't have right now yeah but if they ship that out I think I I actually agree with you
0: yeah I think the the feature that's most interesting to me is kind of the global uh global offer so if you like just want to buy the floor you just set an offer and somebody can drop into your uh your bid basically and if they come up with half a dozen features like that then it could be uh, really interesting now, it might go down only from here. I have no idea. Like, it's definitely, it's an airdrop. It could go down 80% for sure, and it doesn't actually have any impact on the platform. So don't get over exuberant or anything, but um, I'm staking my airdrop. I don't really have a plan to not stake it. Getting ETH back makes it really juicy, <laughs> you know? Like, why do, I don't care about selling it if I get ETH back every day. So, yeah. anyway, that's my two cents. Um, and I'm going to keep watching that. Let's leave it there. Thanks, everybody, for being here. Appreciate y'all. Go go ahead, Luke. I didn't have anything. Okay. Go to WeeklyOpen.com. You can check this episode and more. Subscribe on YouTube. Hit the like button. We don't ever say those things. I should say those things more more often. I should say those every week. I'm a bad host. Go to WeeklyOpen.com slash FTX, where you can trade on the FTX app directly from one asset to the other. No fees on FTX. Track your portfolio. Earn yield on your tokens. All the good stuff. You can do it on FTX. WeeklyOpen.com slash FTX. We'll catch you next time. Bye bye.